theyeshiva.net. Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Ruchim Abayim. We'll continue. We'll continue um, on page 84. Top it says Shlach. Second column, the new section, the new, uh, paragraph, Vihine Ksiv. Vihine Ksiv, Ahoyakes, Chosel, Alpalge Moyim. This mimer of the Balatanya began on the words at the end of Parsha Shlach, close to the end of Shlach. Vayiyu Bnei Yisrael Bamidbar, Vayim Tsuish, Mekoitzitz Eit, Mekoishesh Eitzim Beyoim Hashabas. That the Jewish people were in the Midbar in the desert. And they discovered, they found, there was a person who was Mekoshish Eitzim on the day of Shabbos. This was a desecration of Shabbos. And it wasn't just uh, <coughs> in some person's corner years later. But it was, as the Chazal say, Rashi brings for Shabbos in the Midbar. Uh, after the Jewish people received Shabbos. So this was like a very uh, public display of the violation of Shabbos. The question is what Mekoshish Eitzim means. The words Mekoshish Eitzim are not so clear. What does the word Mekoshish Eitzim mean? Does it mean some say... So there's a lot of... A lot of uh, the word Mekoshish is not such a clear cut term what it means in Lashon Kodesh in Hebrew. Some say he was chopping wood, chopping wood on Shabbos. Some say he was harvesting, he was cutting wood, cutting branches, creating lumber on Shabbos, gathering wood on Shabbos, gathering, carrying wood on Shabbos. The common denominator is that it was some major violation of Shabbos, Chilul Shabbos, that was connected to the wood, to the trees. <coughs> and that's when the penalty for the violation of Shabbos was given, the death penalty of Skila. And that's what happens in the story. They didn't know what to do, and then Moshe received this instruction. The Zohar in Parsha Shlach gives a whole new interpretation, that Mekoshish comes from the word Hekesh. Hekesh in Lashon Kodesh means to compare. Lahakish. In, 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 in Gemara we often have a Hekesh, which is when two things are near each other, it's called in English a juxtaposition between two things that are near each other. And you're makish, you compare one to the other because they're in the same pasuk in the same sentence. So he says, makoshish eitzim means he was being makish. He was comparing the trees. Which of the trees? The famous trees in Bereshus. You have the Eitz HaChayim and the Eitz HaDas. When Hashem created Adam and Chavi, placed them in Gan Eden, in the Garden of Eden, to work it and to protect it. And in that garden, there were many trees, but among them there was also the Eitz HaChayim Chagan, the tree of life in the garden. And the Eitz HaDas, as it's called, the tree of knowledge or awareness, the tree of perception, which the Pasuk calls, the Torah calls some mixture of good and not good, bad. And he tells Adam, Mikol Eitz Nachal you should eat, you could or you should eat from all the, from all the trees of the fruit, or from all the fruits of the trees but not from the Eitz Hadas, which will cause your demise. But Adam and Chava do eat from the Eitz Hadas, as we know. So the Zohar says that years later, there's this fellow in the desert who's busy 
comparing the trees, as he puts it, the Zoyas Loshin that the Baltanya quotes, Hudiyik Ezim and Hain Rav. He wants to know which one is greater. Which tree is greater. So the interpretation of the is certainly very interesting, but the question is, what does it mean? <laughs> and what's the connection to the literal meaning of the story? All interpretations in Torah are connected. He's comparing trees. Was it with Shabbos? And why was he doing it? And what was wrong? And what's the problem? Right. Even a bigger question, the death penalty. So obviously the Zoya is explaining the story according to Pnimiya Satira. There's different layers in Torah, right? Even when you speak about Skila, we learned once in a Maimah, I think in Shabbos Shuvah, look at the Torah, there is Skila physically, Skila. In other words, everything in Torah, Torah, it says, The Medrash says Torah was there 2,000 years before the world was created. The Gemara says in Masech Shabbos, in the Sugh of Matan Torah, Tough, tough, uh, uh, almost a thousand years before the Torah was given. Before the world was created, the Torah was given. You have the Torah the way it's learned in Ganeidin, Lamaila, the Malachim wanted the Torah. What does this all mean? It means the Torah has many layers to it. There's the Torah the way it assumes a very concrete interpretation, physical interpretation, the way it's in this world. Shor Shanagachasapara means a physical ox, gore is a physical cow. That's what it means. There's an ox with horns and it gores. And then there's a the question, how much do you have to pay? Shnayim means two people are fighting over a talus. A talus is a cloak, a garment, a cashmere sweater. Right? Shnayim or whatever they're fighting over. Arba Avis Nezikin means there's four types of damagers. And every Mishnah, every, every, every sugi in halacha has a concrete interpretation. In Pnimi Satayra, which means the inner, the inner dimension, you can have the same story, exactly the same scenario. But the way it's understood is in a metaphysical fashion. So the same is true when it comes to skilla, when it comes to a thing like stoning. There is stoning physically, but there's stoning in a spiritual place, in a spiritual state. And that's really the shayrish of it. That's the source of it in spirituality. We once learned in Amaymer and Lakota Torah, that the four penalties of Bezdin are called Skila, Sreifer, Herig, Vechenek, exist on, they're really representative of four spiritual experiences that a soul can have. Okay. So I just wanted to uh, make that clear. So what's the explanation on all of this? So for this, the Balatanya went in to discuss what the Gemara says in Yuma, that there's something called Kedusha, Adam Mekadash Atzmai, Ma'at Malmata, Mekadshin Noisei Harbe Malmaila. Because it says, Sanctify yourself and you'll be holy. So the Gemara says, when you sanctify yourself and you'll be holy. You sanctify yourself a little bit down here. And as a result, you will receive much sanctity from above. It says, what is this Kedusha that we're talking about? It's not just, it says, when a Jew learns Torah, the Shekhinah dwells. Even one person, certainly two people learning together. Three people, certainly five people, ten people. The Mishnah goes through all the numbers. Asar, Shayashim, Vaiskim, but here, we're talking about a unique thing outside of the dwelling of the Shechina. So for this, the Balatanya went in to a whole other discussion, and that was just the evolution of the Maim, was what? A famous uh, contradiction that the Gemara poses in Brachas, where it says, in Shema, Vasafta de Gancha Vasirash Chavitzarecha, 
you're going to, if you listen to me, and you love me with all your heart, and you do your thing, I will, we say every morning, I'll give you rain, you'll, you'll gather your grain, and your wine, and your oil, and you'll have grass, for your, uh, for your livestock, for your animals, and you'll eat, and you'll be satiated, etc. And that's considered great blessings of harvest and plenty and life and sustenance. Yeshaya Hanavi. This is in, in Shema, the second section of Shema, which comes from Parshish Akiv, Deuteronomy. But Yeshaya Hanavi, our prophet Yeshaya in chapter 61, speaks about Va'amdu Zarim Virod Sainam. You won't have to gather your grain. Others will do it for you. So the Gemara says, there's a difference between Oisin Ritzayinu Shalmakam and Ein Oisin Ritzayinu Shalmakam. They're fulfilling the will of God or not. This is Brachas. Gemara and Brachas, the beginning of chapter 6. On this the Balatanya says, it seems so strange, Vasafta the Gancha is called Ein Oisin Ritzayinu Shalmakam. They're not doing God's will. That's what they have to do with themselves. We'll take a look in the Pasuk. It says, Vahayaim Shamaya Tishmu al you listen to my mitzvahs, you love me, you serve me with all your heart, with all your soul. That's called not doing the will of God. What is then doing the will? <laughs> this is really a question of the Marsha. The Marsha and the Gemara asked this question. So Balatanya answers, <clears throat> and as he says, he says elsewhere, it's an answer he heard from the Magid, from his Rebbe, that there's one difference between the first parsha of Shema and the second parsha. Bechol ma'idcha. The first one it says, The second one it says, It's the difference between that's lacking in the second parish of Shema that the Gemara calls which means when it says not doing the will of God, it doesn't mean literally. Like we would understand it in a very concrete, simplified form, they're disobeying the will. It says clearly, Shamaya Tishmal Mitzvah. The Gemara read those psukim. Gemara wasn't ignoring that you can listen to my mitzvahs, that I'm commanding you. And for Hoyim Shamaya Tishmo, El Kol Mitzvah. It's not like 90%, not 10%. El Kol everything. And then not only doing it like a robot, but it says, La'avas Hashem Alekechem, your love. And that's not enough. That's the, so to say that means they're rebelling against his will is un, uh, it's unattainable. It's not, uh, it's not, it's not an authentic way of reading it. It's just, it's, it's, it's not what it says. You have to understand that and in a much deeper way. And that has to do with the and that's what the Gemara means. And that creates the Vasafta. The which obviously is a great blessing that you'll have a lot of harvest and you'll gather it, but you'll gather it yourself. What's missing? What's missing is bechol ma'idach. To understand this, he says we have to understand what the Zayar says. Less pulchena kapulchena derichimusa. The Zayar says that there's no avoda like the avoda of love. Rechimusa means love. Rechimu in Aramaic is ava, love. Dechilu is yira and rechimu is is ava. If you'll read the Targum Unkulus, when Yemayva Sedra, whenever it says love, translation is always Rechimu. Rechimu is love. Ah, Rachimim is a word in Lashon Kodesh. Rechimu is a word in Aramaic, but the two are very close. Avoid service. Service. If you'll read Yuxuv, it says, Vano Eflach. 
I'm going to serve my wife, service my wife. Ah, tomogalain teksuva. Sekedayam alain and teksuva. Ah. No, but not eflach and chwes. Okay. In my ksuva status, when I read ksuvas by the chupas status, that's basic. But I don't know all the nuschayas. So the Zoyer says, <laughs> it's Aramaic. <laughs> Most women and men don't know how to read Aramaic. <laughs> they wrote it in Aramaic because that was the language that was most common then, so they wanted everybody to understand. Like m- many of the things they wrote in Aramaic. So the Zoyer says, less pulchina. There's no pulchina. Pulchina means avoida. There's no service. Like the avoid, in other words, there's many different avoiders. There's many ways how to serve God, but there's nothing like the service of love. So the Balatanya is medayik. He doesn't say less pulchena kepulchena birichimosa. He says less pulchena kepulchena dirichimosa, which means he's not saying there's no avoiders Hashem like the avoider done out of love. It's like you could say you could do things with four. You could do things begrudgingly. You could do things and you feel exhausted. You could do things. As though you're coerced and forced. You could do things out of fear, out of dread. So Zayah is saying, yeah, it's all fine, but less pulchina kapulchina birichimus. There's no avoida like the avoida that's done out of enthusiasm, out of affection, out of ava. But the Zayah says more than that. He says, there's no avoida like the avoida of love, not the avoida with love. There is avoida Hashem, whatever avoida Hashem is. And when you do it with love, it's the best. But the Zayah is saying something else. There's no avoida like the avoida of love. In other words, the Ava itself is an Avoid. He's describing here different Avoidas, and one of those Avoidas is called the Avoida of Ahava, the love itself, the love as a tachlis in and of itself. That itself is an Avoid. The word Avoida always comes from the word Ibud. We have in, in the laws of Shabbos, Ma'abed. The word Avoida means work. That's literally what it means. An Eved is somebody who's completely committed to somebody's work. Evet, that becomes his very identity because the Evet, the classic slave, is owned by the master for work. Right? By Torah and Evedivity is only for six years, but those years, those years, he's an Evet, also from the word Avoid. In Hilchah Shabbos, we have one of the Malachas of Shabbos is Ma'abed. Ma'abed is a tanner, somebody who takes... uh skin of animals, right, and develops it, for example, into leather, which you could make shoes or whatever else you're doing. So everybody knows it's one of, it's a very complex, it's a very uh, toilsome and tiresome work. Ma'abit, so avoida means an avoida. It's work, it's, it's, ah. So therefore, when it says less pulchin and kapulchin and derechimusa, there's the avoid of of ava itself, which he says is an avoid of a amal gadol. To explain what this avoid is, the Balatanya now went into the two forms of love, which became the main focus of that of that of the previous section of the Maimer. And as you recall, we discussed it by Riches and a few shiurim. Generally, he divides them into two sections, and that is there's the ava. On which Moshe Rabbeinu says at the end of his life, La'avas Hashem alakecha, why ki, hu chayecha, love Hashem because he constitutes your life. It's called the Ava of Mamalik Alalman. And then there's a second Ava, the higher Ava, 
the Ava rooted in Saiv of Kalalma. As explained at length what these two Avas were, and the final discussion that the first Ava can can seize consciously. The second Ava, on the other hand, could never seize because it's not rooted only in the perception and the limits of the human consciousness, as he discussed at length. But in order to feel the one, the higher one, which is like bris oilam, one has to cut and open up the arla, the foreskin, the blockages, as the Gemara says in Brachas, Samach Gimel, we're going to find the butter of Torah. Only the one who's ready to spit out the milk that he nursed from Mishdayimai, from his mother. That was basically the structure of what was discussed in the beginning of the Maimer in the previous classes. Continues now. The Pasuk says, And we have here a Pasuk in Yirmi. I'll just read you the Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Yirmi, It looks like he's combining here two psukim. In the beginning of Tehillim, we say, Right in the beginning of Tehillim, the third verse. A person will be like a eight shasal. Eight is a tree. Shasal planted. Al palge mayim. Palge mayim means... Uh, uh, rivulets of water, meaning when waters, when when water, the, when sources of water are uh, divided into channels, right? Palge from ah, uh? the splittings of water. Right, the word plukta. The word plukta means a machloikas when things split. Ah, uh? faluja in Arabic. Fallujah, very good. It's called Fallujah from the word Palge, right? In Iraq, yeah. Because the water split. We have in, in Aramaic the word Plag means half, right? Plagufa, Palge Shali, Palge Shalach, half and half. So Palge Mayim is where the water split. So it's a tremendous blessing that the, the eight Shasalah, Palge Mayim, that the trees are planted in those places where there are sources of water and the waters go in different directions, so you can have many different trees, as a result of that, the roots of the tree are always receiving the nurture and the nutrients and the vitality it needs to survive because without the water it can't survive. The beginning of Tehillim. Its fruits it gives in the right time. And the leaves of the tree, La Yibel, will not uh, experience decadence, decomposition. That's in Tehillim. In, uh, in Yirmiya, which is another very similar Pasuk, almost identical. Oh, okay. I have it here. Yirmiya Perik Yudzayin. A person will be like a tree planted on water. 
Val Yuval Yishalach Sharashov. Yuval, interesting, is also like a flow, a flow of water, as he'll explain. It sends forth its roots. As you know, when a tree is planted, the roots develop under the ground, of course, and the roots are fascinating because they search for water. The, the roots themselves, and they'll go in different directions based on where the water is. As you know, trees are geniuses. And uh, <laughs> they know exactly what they need to do in order to survive, and not just survive, but survive successfully and ultimately propagate. So they devise plans. And it's very fascinating to watch because they have this wisdom that we, <laughs> we don't, we don't got. <laughs> you can have a PhD in botany and learn it for 90 years and you still don't know somehow what that little seed knows and how, uh, it, 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 it makes sure it survives. So the roots will, will spread to those places where it can get more water. So the water will be able to pass through the roots and give it the chius, the vitality it needs. So he says, This tree will not be afraid when heat comes. Because it has its, it has its water, it has its moist. Its leaves will be vibrant. Even in a year of uh, drought, this tree is not worried. Peri won't stop making fruits. Yeah. This is the Pasuk in Yemri, which elaborates on the Pasuk at Dillon, but with more details. Yemri Yaperi Kitzayin Pasuk Ches. What the Pasuk, the Navi, is referring to on a spiritual level is not just the physical tree, but also the tree of life. That's why Yermia says he will not be afraid when a heat comes. Pirush, what does this mean? On a literal level, it means, of course, that the tree will be able to survive even during difficult seasons because it got its water. But Pirush, so even when there's a heat, scorching heat, and even when there's a lack of rain, but nonetheless, the tree's roots have its water. On a deeper level, on a spiritual level, Pidush, This level of love, the love that's rooted in the Eitzachayim, in the tree of life, this love is, uh, will never be bottled, it will never cease, and it will never be nifsik, it will never be interrupted. Even though there is sometimes a chaim, a scorching heat. What's the heat? The heat is passion or cravings to other things which you might think would obliterate or interrupt this ava. Says the Balatanya, Yirmiyah Navi says, no. When you have the eight shasal, when you have the eight achayim, it's planted in a way that even when a person has other passions and other taivas, this ava is never interrupted. It never ceases. An expression in Sfarim of Kabbalah that the makif, the light which is makif, which is associated with the light of soiviv, blinds the eyes of the externals. 
In other words, it will never be obliterated or overwhelmed by the forces of chitzonius, of externality or superficiality in the person or in the world. Or as the Pasuk says in Shashirim, Mayim Rabim Even raging storms will not be able to extinguish the love. There's a type of love that no waters in the world will extinguish it. So in that metaphor, the love is like the fire, and no raging waters will extinguish the fire. That's the metaphor in Shashirim. The metaphor used in Yermaya is that even when you have scorching heat, scorching passions, tivus to all types of things, it will not destroy. The eight shussel, al pal gemayim, nothing can destroy this love. That's what he's explained earlier, that there's two types of the ava. Av. The ava that's rooted in Mamalik Alman is the ava that's essentially rooted in the love of self, the love of the ultimate self, the love of the truest self, the love of the self, the way it's a reflection of the divine energy. By definition, that is that which the person experiences, which the person feels. That's what makes it here. That's what makes it me, that I'm aware of it. And as we know, the even very intense love could be interrupted by a lot of other stuff. There's other loves that come into the world. There are substitutes. There are distractions. There are a lot of qualities or characteristics, certainly addictions, tivus, that can blot it out or certainly eclipse it and eliminate it. There's another Ava that's rooted in not La'avas Hashem Alakech but Ava that's rooted in Soiv of Kalam. What's Soiv of Kalam? Soiv of is not the way the divine is condensed to become the engine of the universe or to become the engine of I. But it's what he puts, as he puts it. It's the essence. <coughs> and that love could never be affected or transformed from any other love. Because when the love is defined by the vessel that experiences it, the vessel <coughs> can be filled with other things. But because it's beyond the keli, that's why he calls it the butter that floats over the milk. The shamnunis, the fat that's above the milk. It's since it's above the keli, so therefore it's an oiz bris oilam. It could never be obliterated. It's eternal. It's timeless. There's nothing one can do to cancel it, to change it. It's not defined by my consciousness of it. On the contrary. So that's why he says, He's not afraid of any chaim. No taiva in the world could cancel it. The Pasuk says in Eoiv, Im yasim a love libai, ruchai v'nishmasai a love yasif. This is interesting. How the, the, the literal taich and how the Alter Rebbe taiches it. The literal taiches, it's in Eoiv, Lamedalad. In Job 34, Lamedalad Yudalad 34, 14. Im yasim a love yasif. The literal interpretation is, Eiv's friends are chastising him for all of his words. Eiv claimed that he was innocent and he was, he didn't know why he was suffering all these uh, tragedies in his life. Achman al the death of his children and poverty and illness. And 
He had boils, leprosy. He had a vitzara in the world. And uh, and they came and they said, you know, there's a reason this happened, this happened. And Eiv was was maintaining his innocence. And it goes on for like 37 chapters, the arguments back and forth until finally God mixes in to the debate. And he says, Eiv's friends don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's not a funny book. I'm just laughing because the friends are very self-righteous. And God says that uh, they need to bring uh, carbon to uh, atone for what they said. Even though they were basically saying that Eev is wrong and Hashem is obviously right and he's suffering for a reason and Eev said there's no reason, I can't find any reason, etc. So one of the expressions they tell Eev is very powerful. Im may love lib, I'm just saying the literal interpretation and the mafarshim there, the mitzudas and... Uh, so does David, so does Seir, Rashi. Im yasimei love libay. If God, uh, the Malbim, im yasimei love If God places his heart toward the world or towards a person, ruchiv inashmasi love yasim, immediately he can gather back. He can, he can retrieve the person's spirit and the person's nasham. In other words, the whole, the whole world is basically uh, from God. So im yasimei love libay, if he puts his heart to it, or if you want to use these words, if God decides to inhale instead of exhale, so what happens? The ruach and the neshama of a person or of the world goes back. It's not like it's a whole drama. The whole world is basically because he wants it to be. And if he puts his heart to it, he takes back the ruach and the neshama. Palatanya teaches on a deeper level, he says as follows. One is talking about a person, and one is talking about Hashem. Pirush kesheyasim ha'adam el liboy. Im yasim a love liboy. Talking about the person. Kesheyasim ha'adam el liboy. There's an expression in Hebrew called sima slave. When you place your heart on something, meaning you focus on something, it's called sima slave. Ah, attention, yeah. You have it in modern Hebrew also, yes. Simat lev. It means to focus on something. To direct your heart into a certain place. When a person will have simat slave, when a person will focus his heart. If you could just put your cell phones on vibrate, please. The person will delve in to this tremendous love. With a great shukah k'mayshah kasev el ishech chukaseh, as the pasuk says, by Adam and Chava, your craving will be to your husband. Vel ishech chukaseh. Then as a love yisbarech, yesay v'yamshich lamata toisvus kedush. Im yasem a love liboy. If a person puts his heart to Hashem, what's the result? Ruchav v'neshmasay a love yes. Ruchvin Nishmasei Love Yesef means there's a reciprocal response from above. What we do here below is responded from above. That Hashem will lift up, will gather in His Ruach and the Neshama. In other words, when you do it a love, a love is Baruch, so Yesef Yamshech Lamata. He will gather up and bring down to the person Toisvus Kedusha. An increase in holiness. Vizel, that's what the Gemara means. Adam Mekadesh Ma'at person sanctifies himself a little bit 
and he receives from above tremendous gedusha. Pidush she'enir ma'at. Why is it called ma'at? Because it's a little k'mayshamer razal. The Gemara says nidmelahem kahar. The Gemara says al asid lavoi. The tzaddikim are going to look at the yitzhara. Right. <coughs> so it could be nidmelahem. <coughs> nidmelahem kahar. Appear like a mountain. Appear. How did we conquer? How did we conquer such a mountain? And others, it's going to appear like it's going to appear like uh chutasaira, like a, a strand over here. Like I couldn't overcome a strand over here. So nidmalaham kahar. That's why we call it maat. Avol be'emes Really, it's not a har. It's nidmalaham kahar. That's why we call it maat. Sometimes a person has to overcome something. In your mind, you're climbing Mount Everest. Because that's, that's the Kayach of the Yitzhahara. That's how it has power. If it, if he tells you that I'm not nothing, I'm a little, uh, I'm a garnished, uh, so how could you overpower me? It looks like a big mountain. How could you reach the top of this mountain? How could you defeat this mountain? It's Nidmalahem Kahar. But when you do it, you realize it was garnished. So it's all perspective. That's why it's called Ma'at. From the person's experience, it may not be Ma'at. It's a lot. But from the ultimate perspective, it's ma'at. It's like, you know, sometimes in different stages of life, what was so difficult at one stage, at another stage is garnished. But from my perspective, it's a mountain. To make this call is a mountain. You tell it to somebody that doesn't know what you're talking about, what's the big deal? Just say it to the person. But it's hakol mamizbayish, right? Some conversations for one person is not a big deal. For the other person, it's the most scary thing in the world. And we all have those, uh, you know, those... Uh, Tipping points, the tipping points, where for somebody else it's not a big deal, but for me or for you, and based on your circumstances, your condition, your nature, your past, Nidmalam Kahar, is it really a mountain? So Nishta's a mountain, it's not a big deal. That guy you want to talk to is more scared than you. <laughs> He's more insecure than you, don't worry. But from my perspective, it's a mountain. After death. After dentist. Okay. A dentist? It means before they had the... The Novocaine, even in the olden days, huh? You were still zeichet to go to such a dentist? No. Huh? In Iceland, yeah, nishnabam dentist, alamol. That's why the Russians, God, they used to give four-year-olds vodka for the dentist. Yeah. Huh? I once saw somebody wrote, I guess he was a comedian, so he wrote that, uh, that, uh, for many people, the fear of public speaking is stronger than the fear of death. Which means that in any situation, at the funeral, they would rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. So how accurate that is, I'm not sure. But the point is, nidmalaham kahar. Sometimes people, people, things look like a mountain. Insurmountable challenge. Not true. They would rather be. <laughs> People listening, huh? You're saying they're happy for him that he doesn't have to hear the shtusa. 
really it's not a har. That's why the Gemara says ma'at. Mekadosh atzmai ma'at doesn't mean it's so little. It's not so little. It could be pretty big. For the person it's big. Relative to everything it's called ma'at. What this creates is a kedusha that's tremendous. On a real harbe, not only in perception. Real harbe, a tremendous flow of holiness above. Shamamshech. A love. What's the harbe? The ultimate harbe is. Soiv of kalalman. Ayyidei ha-teirava mitzvah stu teira mitzvah sham mitzvah simivaram de malk. The Zoyer says that mitzvahs are called the limbs of the king. The organs of the king, the Zoyer says that we have 248 organs. Evarim, Ramach Evarim. The 248 mitzvahs are Hashem's Evarim. Every human organism has its 248 Evarim limbs. The divine Kivayachal also has. Adam Elian also has 248. What are those? The Zoyer says those are the mitzvahs. What's the Marshal? What's the Zoyer trying to say? If you grab one a person by one of his limbs, you could draw him to you. Not just that limb, the whole person. You grab a person by his arm, by his foot, whatever you, by his head, you draw him to you through that limb. Certainly when you grab him by his right hand, so when these people say that the mitzvahs are called Evarim the Malka, it's not stamina expression, it's the limbs of the king. It means that through each one, you can, so to speak, draw him down, draw him to you. When you hop on an Aver, an Aver is not just a piece of meat. It has within it the person. And when it's connected to the entire organism, so when you draw that to you, you draw the entire body to you. So that's what he says through a mitzvah. Yam shichenuei love, certainly the right arm, which mitzvah is connected to the right arm, that's dakeh v'chesed. The Zoya says, chesed, droya yemina. Chesed is the right arm, kevayochel of Hashem. So when a Jew gives tzedakah, and not just giving tzedakah, what they're doing is they're holding on, they're grasping the energy, the divine right arm, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, through this mitzvah. She's born in native when a person meditates well. The Torah mitzvahs are rooted what's called soiv of kalam. That's the divine energy that transcends all of the universes. It's not the energy that was condensed to become the engine of the world that's rooted in himself. And it, the essence itself dwells in them. So when a person is involved in Torah, and he absorbs Torah in his brain, physical brain, or does it with his hand, whether it's tzedakah or whatever the mitzvah is, so he draws down on himself. There's a relationship with the light of infinity, blessed be he, in his essence, mamash. We explain Mamala Kalalman represents the Bruach Piv, the Dvar Hashem, the energy that is condensed in order to become an engine for the universe. It fills the world. It becomes the eye. And that's one type of Ava. That's the Ava Hashem. That's what? That's rooted in the love of the self and the love of the world. The Ava of Saiv of Kalalman, as explained, is that which the Atmos, the essence, which transcends 
v'chiyus that is condensed into the world. That Torah and Mitzvah is rooted in Sev of Kalalman, so Adam Mekadesh Atzmai Ma'at. When a person works on himself a little bit to sanctify himself down there a little bit, what's the result? Mekachin Noisei Harbei Milmaila, that which is Milmaila above, which is Harbei, which is the Sev of Kalalman, just like when I pull the limb, I don't only have a limb, but I have the whole, the whole organism of the person. It only sounds like a little. It's 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 by a person it may sound a lot, but sometimes for a person to sanctify themselves a little bit in this world, for them it's not a little bit, it's a lot. We're calling it ma'at because it's nidmalahem kahar. The Gemara says Adam mekadesh asatz ma'at mekachin I say harbe melmaila. Why would you say ma'at? Why not harbe? Because you don't have to do harbe, you have to do ma'at. But when you say ma'at, ma'at doesn't mean that it's always easy. It looks like a lot, but it's really ma'at. No. That the marshal used for it? That what? Uh, if you do a little here, and that's meant to affect that thing. It sounds like it's drawing a little shaina. Yeah, yeah. Mekachna is having a Yeah. 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 And that's why the Pasuk continues, that the tree sends its roots. Al-Yuval Yishal literally it means on water that flows. It sends forth its roots. Shobchines, Yuval B'choylem, V'yuval B'malapum. Ushneyam Lashen Halacha. There's Yoival and there's Yuval. Yoival is with a Choylem, right? Yoival, the Vav is a Choylem. Yuval, like we have the year of Yoival, the Jubilee year. The Pasuk in Yerim says, Al-Yuval is with Malapam. Malapam is a uh, Yu, is a Shuruk. Ushneim, Lashen, Hailacha, both mean to lead. Kamashakasav, the Pasuk says unto him, Lachayay, Vilu, Malachim, Shai. The kings will bring to you, Hailacha, they will be Malach to you, they will bring to you a Shai, a gift. Ella, Shabchin is Yoival, be Malapam, Ritzayin, Eloimar, Shahuyiz, Barach, Misnagam, Mismashach, Lamata, Deatayin, Vamitzvah. Yuval b'malapum, there's Yoival and there's Yuval. Yuval is that Hashem is misnayig, is led, and brought down lamata through Torah and mitzvahs. V'yoival b'choylem, shomanig umam shechaysonu l'maylam. Yuval is that he is brought down, downwards, as he explained through Torah and mitzvahs, that's Yuval. V'yoival b'chaloim is Yoival, not Yuval, not he's brought down, but he, he brings us up. Yoival, he brings us up. He's manig amam shechis on alamayla kamashakasov. Yoival, he. The 50th year is called Yoival, tia lechem, pidush, shalachem tia oisei ha Yoival. This Yoival should be yours. What's the chidush amaylech amam shech vashavtem ishlachu zasai? That he brings you up. And he brings back every person back to his ancestral homeland, which is what happened by Yoival, leiskalal, to be absorbed in your ultimate source, lemevi echad be'echad. To become one with one, nishikin kfulim, a double kiss. 
So there's Yuval and there's Yuval. Al Yuval, Yeshalach Sharashov means that this eats Chayim's roots. This Ava is brought down, it's Yuval, it's led downward into the person's life. As we say, Ada Mekachin, Atzmoi Ma'at, Mekachin Oisai, Harbe Melmaila. Then there is Yovel, he brings you up Lamaila, Yovel, not Yuval, not he's led down, but he leads you up. That's the difference of Yovel with a Chaylam and Yovel. With a Malapum, he brings the person up, back to its source, Lameve Echad Be'echad. So you have the double kiss, both from above and from, and from below. There's now a parenthesis with a lot of references. In Kabbalah, but let's go here to the Mekoshish. If you go to the next, uh, next page, Mem Gimel column one, three lines from the top, the last word. From this we'll understand the story of the Mekoshish Eitzim on Shabbos. Shabbos the Leila is Friday night, the Shabbos of night, is Aliyah Sabirudim. Aliyah Sabirudim means the ascent that comes from Birudim. What's Pshat? The Birudim that were, Birudim means sifting out, clarifying, selecting. That were done throughout the six days of work. That's the birur of eight sadas. It's the selecting of the tree of knowledge, which is good and evil. The good is separated from the rava. and goes up and connects to the tree of life, where there's no ra. And that's why the main Ava, Ava Rabba, not Avas Oilam, Ava Rabba, the two loves are called Avas Oilam, is B'Shabbos. The tree of life is the day of Shabbos. There's the night of Shabbos, the day of Shabbos. The night of Shabbos is the Shabbos that is created from the six days of the week. What creates the Shabbos of the six days of the week? Avaida Sabiruru. What creates the Shabbos day of Shabbos? That's the tree of life, Averabah. And then from there afterwards you can have the roots that are sent forth to the Yovel. That's the third meal of Shabbos. What's called Shabbos, Shabboson, the Shabbos within Shabbos, the, the Mincha, I said Menucha, Mincha of Shabbos, which is Ace Rotson, a special time Rotson, Meshachasa Bezoya Chela Gimel Chavtas Aleph. This Friday night, this Shabbos day, and then the Shabbos afternoon. Three different experiences. Shabbos night is the Shabbos that comes from the Eitz Adas, from the Bidud of the Eitz Adas, when the Toiv goes up, and connects to the source of Toiv. The Shabbos day, which is rooted in Eitzachayim, which is the Averabba. And then there's, then there's the third Indian that's even higher than the Eitzachayim. The Al Yuval Yishalach Sharoshov, the Yoival, which is even deeper than the Eitzachayim. 
What does it mean it's deeper than Eitz HaChayim? <laughs> if you go back for a moment in the brackets that I skipped, the brackets for the previous page, it's just I want to read one. It says, Yoival is the 50th portal from the Nunshan. He brings us up. There's the 49 days of Sphere and then there's the 50th day. The 50th gate connects the infinite to the net. So he says, There's the Eitz Chaim, and then there's something even deeper that Eitz Chaim reaches reaches Yoival. And after all those footnotes, he says, When Moshe says, find out if Eitz Yisrael has an Eitz or Oyen, says, does it have Eitz Achayim? Or maybe it's rooted even beyond Eitz Achayim and Ayin. The Eitzachayim is already the intermediate between Ayin and Yesh. Ayin is higher than Eitzachayim. Why Mashukosu Barshas Veschanon Vayakud Avram Imalo Eitzim? We say in the Akeda, he took Yitzchak. Right, they came to the mountain. What's the lashon over there? Vayiven es Hamizbeach Vayarches Eitzim Vayakud. Yeah, he bound Yitzchak Imalo Eitzim higher than the Eitzim. Which Eitzim? Eitzadas and Eitzachayim. So from this we'll understand the Mekoshe Shetzim. This Friday night, this Shabbos day, and this Shabbos afternoon. Friday night is Eitzadas, coming up from Eitzadas. The Birudim, the end of the Birudim. Shabbos day is Eitzachayim, calls it Averabah. And then there's Shalashudas Mincha. The Chet HaMekoshesh, what's the Chet HaMekoshesh? Hainu Sha'oikir Dover Megiduloi. The way many Mepharshim explain, he harvested trees. Mekoshish was, he harvested. What's, what's, what's the problem of harvesting on Shabbos? You uproot something from its natural growth. Hainu, shemafrid hayesh lias nifrid b'fneyatzma. What's pshat harvesting? You have a branch. You cut it. You have a fruit. You harvest it. Grain, you harvest. What are you doing? You're separating something from its source. What does this mean spiritually? You take a yesh and you separate it. It should become nifrit b'fnatsme. B'pchin is davar nifrit, separate. It shouldn't be any more nullified in the source that gives it life. That's what Mekoshish is. He disconnects the yesh from the ayin. He disconnects the yesh from its source. That's what harvesting is. When it's in its source, it's living off it. It's part of it. He disconnects it, he separates it. Now, if you do it a whole week, it's not a problem. You're supposed to harvest during the week. If not, you're not going to have any fruits or grain. The problem is not that you harvest, the problem is it was Shabbos. Shabbos. On Shabbos, the Eitzadas and the Eitzachayim are synthesized. Sha'yesh bottle. On Shabbos, the Yesh is bottle. 
Aliyah Sa'ilamus. The worlds go up back to their source. Lachain ha'oiker davar migiduloi on Shabbos when you uproot something from its natural growth place. Shuliyos yesh b'fnayatzmoi the yesh becomes independent. Hey pechabitul b'mekayre. Contrary to the bitl in the source, who chayev chuli. Basically, he doesn't want to finish it. He says chuli. It's a death sentence. It's a death sentence on the world. So it's a death sentence on the person. It blemishes, it, it, it's detrimental for all these trees, the Eitzadas and the Eitzachaya. No, this needs a lot of Hasbro here. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Simple I'm getting out of it that um, he, um, he took away, he did do Shabbos. Shabbos gives a lot of light, and he broke the source of light. He made it such a. Yeah. We'll continue tomorrow. I'm still stuck on what he's saying. I can't read that line. So is that on the person? Yeah. Thinks it's a little? No, he thinks it's a lot. A person sanctifies himself a little bit, well, should bring a tremendous kedusha from above. Yeah. So he says ma'at doesn't mean ma'at that the person necessarily feels it's nothing, it's very little. Like I gave you 10 cents for tzedakah and everything. For the person, it may be... From the person's perspective. The ma'at, that we call ma'at, could be a tremendous... That the Gemara says, but what he's touching is that the ma'at, can, from the person's perspective, could be a tremendous effort. It's still called ma'at. Yeah, because for him, what, he, what is really ma'at for him is a mountain. Nidma lahem kahar. Trying to figure out this puts a bigger burden on the person or not? Both. So some That's why it has such an effect. Nidmalahem kahar, because you just conquered a mountain. In other words, Hashem looks at it from the person's perspective. If from your perspective it would be only ma'at, so fine, so you get ma'at. But since for the person it wasn't ma'at, it was tremendous. So God responds to that. In other words, he treats it like you take a climb Mount Everest in terms of results. So when I learned that for me to go out of this comfort zone, yeah, objectively it's not a big deal. It's just a few steps. But for me, those few steps is nidmalam kahar. It looks like going up a mountain, scaling the top of a mountain. So that's the response from above, not to what happened, but to your perception of what happened. You understand? Yeah, it's like yeah, you could say the guy did nothing. What's the big deal? No, he's saying so. It's called maat because mitzad the dimyan of a person. It's not maat. It's called maat objectively. When you look at it, you'll say for this little kedusha. You have to learn the time. You have to put in more effort. 
In other words, the reason it's harbi melmaila is because the harbi is a reflection of what the person did from his own perspective. So we only use the word, word ma'at because he's standing on the mountain. Yeah. That's what he said. When you're in outer space, yeah, how much did the person climb? Yeah. says <laughs> mitzad Right. Mitzad ultimate emes. That's what the Gemara says. Tzadikim nidmalam kahar, and Rishayim nidmalam kichuta saira. So the Gemara going to look at there. Wow, look what we did. Rishayim going to look what the Yitzharah was a little here. You couldn't, you couldn't fight a, you couldn't fight a strand of hair. And who's right? They're both right. That's a perspective. The one who who was succeeded, yeah. God says, "Ooh, you succeeded. It's a mountain, Taka." You just climbed the top of the mountain. Of the mountain, yeah. The one who failed, yeah, what's the, look, what, what, and you failed. You get it? It's a very deep idea. It's not, uh, it's not about objective. That's the point. It's about the human experience of it. That's really what matters. That's why it's not stamas gula. You did a little bit. I'll do the rest. Here a little bit is already the harbe from your experience. For taste. Well, the fear is false evidence appearing real. Okay. False evidence appearing real. Very good. Fear. <laughs> false evidence appearing real. Nidmalam kahar. Yeah. And so there's a person could live their whole life in this nidma. I have this, this experiment with the, 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 the elephant chain, no? Yeah. When they're babies. They think that they're chained. Right. And even as big elephants, they can't get out of it. An elephant's a baby. But a stake can be grabbed. The baby cannot pull them. They pull them. They pull them. And he knows. He eventually learns. He can't pull it out. When the elephant becomes bigger, they can still put it this is the brocha that I got from the Kazakhstan. I started learning chassidus, and I started a couple of years ago. With you. Wow! And this is the, I ask for a brocha. Actually, at Sunrise, is that uh, I have to stop learning this. I've been learning this. It's no other. Beautiful. Beautiful. You wanted to ask something? I have to ask the question. There's two opposite metaphors in the sticker we learned today. Does the water represent the mind rabbi on the youth of the Kabbalah? The water represents the strength of the trees, the heat and the cold. So who's good and who's bad? Right. So it's a good question. The answer is that uh, when you speak about fire, there's two types of fires, right? The fire that cooks and heats up, and there's the fire that burns. Yeah, there's the fire that's destructive, and there's the fire that creates the passion of life. person has a fire, there's passion. person has addiction, there's also fire, but it's completely destructive. Whenever a person is overtaken by a tremendous taiva, there's a fire in the sense that there's a, a thirst and a... Right? 
Yeah, but so the question is where the fire is going. So that's why the Pasuk says, Even when you have the raging waters of life, this is not the waters that nurture a tree. It's tsunamis, tsunamis, storms, crazy hurricanes, avalanches that can destroy things. They're not, they're not good for the trees because they're too powerful. They're not measured. Like a marble, yeah. So Mayim Rabbim Layukhul Khabazava or Naharis Layujtafua, the Pasa continues. Rivers will not drown it. That's one aspect. Then there's the other aspect. Layira Kiyave Chaim. When there's a scorching heat, a scorching fire, like forest fires or these types of fires, or just chaim, just a drought, a heat, uh, you know, a heat wave, and there's no water, there's no rain. So then the the trees are thirsty, you know, the in the deserts the trees are thirsty. Right, 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 right. You need the water to be proportionate. If not, it destroys the trees, even though trees love water. On the other hand, there's the heat. There can also be, you, you want heat, etc. Most has to be proportionate. And when you have an intense drought or heat, it means that the person is overtaken by all types of heat, all types of passions. This tree will survive it. So that's the idea of this tree. That's the Eitz HaChayim in the person versus the Eitz HaDas. Are you going to be here tomorrow? Because okay. we have to explain. It was more a uh, little abstract. Both, both. There's what happens automatically and then there's the avoid in the person, like always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Believe not that tomorrow we'll explore this. We're Friday night, Shabbos day, Shabbos. It's, it's a whole, I just wanted to learn it inside, but it has to be explained. The first taste, again, the first My struggle was if I learned the Gemara before I opened the Balatanya, I would tell my child, I would tell myself, you just do a little bit and invest 10% of the return is 100%. So when he said Perisha Aina I didn't know if my investment has to now become twenty percent or five percent. No, he's just explaining the oimek of the Maima Chazal. Why taka makachnois habimala? Why taka? Because Hashem doesn't look at it the way it's objective from heaven's point of view. He looks at it the way it's subjective from the human point of view. That's what he's trying to say. So it's a very empowering idea. You say, yeah, but it's nothing. It's not nothing. Yeah, maybe it's nothing if you lived in heaven. It's nothing. You know what I mean? People say, who cared? If somebody cared? If this shit or that shit. For, for the, this person under these circumstances, it was everything. It wasn't nothing. It's ma'at. It's not so ma'at. Yeah, really, it's ma'at. Be'emes, be'emes, it's ma'at. But it's not so ma'at. Putting in feeling is not such a big effort, but it is. And the same as in every, every person's life, what their, uh, you know, the tipping point. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.